Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights in Tulsa Talent's work of bridging Tulsa talent with tech opportunities and the revolutionary work around the city. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Matt Carney, the executive director of Root. We discuss the origin of Root, the insider's guide to Tulsa, how content and tech can facilitate community engagement through event discovery, and the awesome guides and Tulsa-based content available on RootTulsa.com. Matt, I'm super grateful to have you on this episode of uh, Grow With Us. I'm This conversation is going to be great. I can't wait. Oh, I'm glad to hear it, Evan. Yeah, it's, it's good to be here. And uh, yeah, let's get started. Yeah, I, I reached out to you and have really heard about you kind of in this ecosystem through um, being in our office is, is one way that we've kind of connected uh, more on a personal note than just like strangers in the downtown wind of Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you showed up to um, the uh, uh, the big open um, public hearings that uh, the downtown Tulsa partnership had for yes. the uh, for the bridge. Yes. Uh, Center of the universe. Yes. Yeah. So that was such an interesting conversation. I hope something's come from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Um, there. Uh, yeah, it's 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 such a an important little corridor connecting, you know, kind yeah. of these disparate pieces of downtown, but also, you know, a center for public art. Yeah. And it's on Tulsa King and like. Oh, yeah. All, uh, all of the history, like little pieces that we got from that conversation. I was like, <laughs> this is cool. And like, I hope that everybody realized how important this is. <laughs> yeah, it's and Tulsa has a lot of places like that, that um, once you like really when you actually sit down and scrutinize it, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this is connected to everything else in all these funny, weird ways. Yeah, I, I really like appreciated that conversation and hope it goes somewhere. But kind of back to you and, and kind of getting us started in this conversation, I'd love for you to, you know, just introduce yourself and tell us your story in whatever way you feel comfortable. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, I was born here, um, grew up here, never lived anywhere else before I um, left uh, for college in 2008. Um, but yeah, I uh, graduated uh, from Metro Christian Academy and went to Union High School as well. I have memories of my parents taking me to Mayfest, you know, downtown back when, uh, you know, before they they bulldozed that really cool, like, um, like mid-century modern fountain that was like right in the middle of downtown, if oh, you remember that. Yeah. I, I, maybe. I'm, I'm a little older than you are. <laughs> um, but uh, But yeah, I just have all these great memories of... Uh, growing up here and uh, uh, going and participating in like kind of public Tulsa life yeah. uh, to some degree, um, but also like uh, you know I'm I'm sure you had similar experience you know going to school here like a lot of people uh, who grew up in Tulsa do like want to leave yeah um, and that was maybe more pronounced I'm I'm 34 um, so when I was in high school I heard that a lot but I, I never necessarily like agreed with that sentiment I was like oh, I, I I like it here Tulsa's fine and. But I also didn't feel super strongly either way. Yeah, 50-50 for me, too. It yeah. was like I heard other people share that sentiment when it was shared and also the same on the other end when it was shared that they wanted to stay. So Yeah, and and it's ironic now, too, because a lot of, you know, those friends in my cohort growing up um, who 
you know, struck off to Chicago or LA or whatever. Um, you know, if they're if they're trying to buy a house or have kids, like they're they're, they're coming back. Yeah. And yeah, it seems like every couple of months I I hear about uh, some friend of mine from high school who found their way back to Tulsa finally, but I love that. I mean, honestly, that's like, um, I, I think I'm holding out for that a little bit because a lot of people I, I was really close with, like, actually, like, I feel like loved Tulsa um, and just just kind of went on for, you know, whether it was opportunity or just the in, the institutions they were headed to. Mm-hmm. And then those institutions connecting them to their opportunities that might not have been here. But um, I think I can I can go to all those people and be like, you're working in this field. There's actually this thing in Tulsa now, like, and they don't even know because they've been, they've been in their own other world, which is which is so fair. Sure. They'll come back when it's time for them. <laughs> yeah. We all we all find our way back to Tulsa in time, exactly in, in our time. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I graduated from high school here in uh, 2007 uh, and went to the University of Oklahoma where I studied journalism um, and then worked in, in newspapers in Oklahoma City. Uh, from about 2011 to 2016, uh, I worked for the Gazette, which was the alt-weekly paper in Oklahoma City, and then uh, for the Oklahoman, which was the daily newspaper. Uh, so I, I did a lot of different work um, in my time at, at both of those publications, uh, but mainly I was focused on on features um, uh, and specifically music. Like I've always had a, a great passion for um, the music scene, just broadly in Oklahoma, specifically in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Um, uh, there's a, a ton of like really, really interesting, like, uh, uh, like r- rural music scene stuff going on all over the state as well. I don't want that to get overlooked. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, when I, uh, moved over to work for the, for the daily newspaper, the Oklahoman, uh, I became kind of more of like a digital editor where I was, um, kind of keeping up our web traffic. We were doing 30 million page views a month, give or take. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's a lot. A lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of news. Um, a lot of um, pulling stuff off the the vendor wires and helping our uh, our readers, both like on the app and on the website, uh, you know, find find out what was happening and, you know, learn the information that they needed to to navigate their their world. You know, some days that was, that's kind of, uh, you know, as like uh, surface level as, the the thunder acquiring a new a new player via trade or whatever, uh, and sometimes it's it's really heavy, um, uh, you know, big political news or um, uh, or what have you. But uh, so yeah, I, I worked there until about 2016 and just got to work with a lot of really accomplished journalists, um, people who'd covered the Oklahoma City bombing. You know, yeah. I was I was colleagues with them, and um, they had incredible perspectives both on city of Oklahoma City itself, but but journalism and the, the day to day work of of what it means to you know uncover information and and uh, you know bring it to an audience. So, um, and and then at the same time, it was a really interesting time to work there because you know the industry was declining. Yeah. You know there were layoffs every year, um, but I was I was kind of seeing like well you know how how can I take the skills um, and the um, the experiences that I've had in in this profession, and and you know, translate them into um, into other industries, into into uh, the community, because you know, so much of like the that daily journalism work is like community oriented work. Yeah. Um. You know, kind of connecting people with um, with their city, with their culture, and with each other. Um. So when I was hired in, um, I believe it was spring twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen now, to uh, 
moved back home to do uh, to do root here uh, here in Tulsa. I brought a lot of that experience with me, and um, and yeah, it's just been um, it's it's I've been here for six years now, and it's uh, it's a blast every day. That's awesome. No, I, I really appreciate that story. And, and one thing I wanted to kind of touch on just with your journalism background is uh, it feels like you were really situated in uh, a really interesting time where I feel like a lot of the world and and I, I don't want this to really go down like too much of a, a rabbit hole, but just like where the world kind of distrusted and created a lot of distrust for media mm. um, and and even news and, and the newspaper being yeah, a, a big part of that. So I, I feel like it's really I'm sure you had an interesting perspective on kind of how that happened, how that affected, you know, maybe the layoffs and kind of the industry declining as a whole. But um, just it, it's so interesting to kind of think about that lens um, on how we receive information with um, how people trust it or not trust it, too. So, yeah. One, one of the things like uh, I think a lot of people don't realize about the media industry um is how important like classified ads were and 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 just like you know advertising in in general because that's that's like why these like legacy media brands with a few exceptions you know the New York Times is doing pretty well the Los Angeles Times is doing pretty well the Washington Post um because they you know have the luxury of covering like these internationally important areas of the world mm-hmm. uh you know, Oklahoma City and Tulsa, you know, we, we have impact in the energy industry, but beyond that, you know. Yeah, I was going to say they also have uh, billionaire backers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, but yeah, when when Facebook came through and, you know, introduced Facebook Marketplace and when Craigslist came through, it just it just killed off um, what was um, really steady revenue streams for particularly for like local newspapers yeah. um, for a really long time and those classified ads. So. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that being the the market place disruptor was those those types of technology. That's interesting. Yeah, and and when you know when you when you're not pulling in steady revenue, you can't employ journalists, yeah. and, so, and so you know you saw those newsrooms, especially especially you know um, especially in rural areas, um, and especially in smaller cities around the country, uh, as newsroom size declined, um, the quality of the work declined too. Yeah. Um, uh, like for. For every journalist who, you know, is like the lead byline on a story, if it's a really important, like, um, in-depth investigative piece, they might have five, six, seven, eight, you know, 10 journalists doing research work or, or, or you know, copy edit, basic copy editing work. Uh, somebody else writes the headline. It's not all just the the person on, on the byline who produces a story. Yeah. It's a very collaborative um, sort of sort of workplace. And that's why... I, I have a big heart for journalists. I love newsrooms. I love I love journalists as people because they're they're curious. They're yeah. they're grubby. They'll get up in your business. <laughs> um, you Paparazzi ask now. <laughs> yeah, just to some degree though. Like yeah, getting you, the truth. Yeah, you have to you have to have that kind of attitude and 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 yeah. personality to to make it in in that business. And um, there's some of my favorite people in the world because they're just some of the best gossips. And, yeah, you know they've always got they've always kind of got the the dirt on everybody. Oh yeah, the scoop. We yeah. love a scoop. Yeah, we love a good scoop. I, I think this is a a good place to kind of return to Tulsa now as like and really a new landscape. Um, you kind of mentioned this briefly um, before we started, but about how you've experienced Tulsa in kind of three different sectors, or I guess. Uh, areas of your life like kind of tell me a little bit more about your relationship with Tulsa and how it's changed yeah so I I, I grew up here so I was, I was a child here and then um, my wife and I moved back in uh, yeah 20, 2017 
And uh, so we got an apartment on Cherry Street that we could walk to the uh, farmer's market on Saturday morning. So we were we were out, we were sociable, going to concerts and dining out and uh, just meeting and reconnecting with old friends and, and meeting new ones. And then we uh, we bought a house in 2019 and and had a set of twins in 2020. So our 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 Tulsa lives and our our sort of perspective on Tulsa drastically changed again at that point. So um, so now raising children here is is kind of the new frontier that we're exploring, and and we just love it. It's it's so great. We spend our weekends at Gathering Place and Discovery Lab and Philbrook, and uh, it's just uh, such a, a a fun and edifying. Uh, place for us to to take our kids and and they're places that we like going you know with them we're not just taking our kids to to Philbrook just you know for you know for their betterment like, yeah we end up bumping into our friends too um, who who either work there or, or members or just exploring for, yeah. for Saturday yeah. and the gathering places like oh my god truly a a, a meet all for every it's a, a place for gathering to <laughs> to be right on the nose well, but I, and the thing about gathering places that blows my mind is my kids are going to grow up not knowing Tulsa without it. Exactly. I love I love thinking about that just because it was like I experienced, you know, almost 10, 10 12 years of Tulsa without it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, only about three or four years of me living in Tulsa and having it. And like, I mean, it's it's pretty astronomical. Where I'm really I, I'm really excited to get someone um from the Gathering Place staff to kind of come on and talk about that too. Oh, yeah. It's such a great asset for the city. But I I so many folks that I've had on have already shared like anecdotes about, you know, an experience or an interaction they had there that they, you know, if they were from Tulsa before they had it, they're like, well, where, where else would that interaction have happened if not for a place like the gathering place? So that's pretty cool. And I love this like parent perspective too. I I think it's something we haven't really um, had too much on the podcast too. It's, it's, it's cool to know that, you know, you don't lose yourself or lose Mm -hmm. all of the things that you do, um, yeah. you know, pre-kids, post-kids, just um, because like the audience or the um, the settings change, you know, that you, mm-hmm. there's still that frequency of interaction, that opportunity for interaction in uh, places and a lot of places being kid-friendly is huge, mm-hmm. all that, so. Well, and, and being somewhere, in my case, that I, I grew up with, like, um, you know, my parents were very active um, in volunteerism in Tulsa. It, my dad's worked here um as a lawyer for, you know, close to 30 years now at this point. Uh, when I went in to interview for the root job, uh, you know, I, I met with Ken Levitt very early on. And my dad remembers when Ken was an intern at his law firm, <laughs> you know, like 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's it's just there are these very rich sort of these, these rich sort of connections that. Um, that um, add new layers and 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 nuance, uh, you know, over over time. And you know that that is one thing that you kind of don't get if you uproot and, and move to uh, another city. Yeah. And so I I'm grateful to um, you know to to my parents for the you know kind of like the, the the bedrock platform that they they put in place here that you know I now get to stand on and 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 my kids you know yeah. someday will too. That's a that's a great point. I also have a like. It's not random can connection, but I went to high school with Nathan, his son. So, oh, yeah. Um, and then we had both ended up going to Ivy's. And uh, one time I stayed with Nathan on his floor at Princeton um, <laughs> during a conference. But it was like so interesting to then, you know, three, four years later, come back and be, you know, going to meetings with it at Atento and seeing Ken there. Like, it, you know, those like 
threads that you like you're kind of mentioning those threads of connection that just end up growing as you as you mm. spend more time in a place it's pretty unique to the place where you grow up and foster that um, sense of self and then opportunity all of those things so um i'm gonna pivot us a little bit more into kind of talking about root i'm really excited to talk about it because it's um i would say it's a hot topic here in tulsa <laughs> uh all of the amazing content that you guys create but go ahead and share with our audience you know a little bit of what um root is and and overview of what you do and how you do it Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm the executive director of Root, uh, the Insider's Guide to Tulsa. Um, we publish um, events and guides, um, things to do in Tulsa. Um, uh, broadly speaking, we're we're trying to uh, help highlight um, maybe the harder to find or, or not necessarily obscure, but like um, not the not the most obvious things to do in Tulsa, um, which in my experience kind of turn out to be the things that like connect you more strongly to the city. Um, you know, we might not be leading the site with like every concert at the BOK center because, you know, they've, the BOK center has a, a marketing department they've got a budget to let you know, and, you know, buy billboards whenever, um, you know, Carrie Underwood or Bruce Springsteen or whomever is, yes. you know, coming to the BOK center. But we're a little bit more interested in getting our users out and about and familiarized with not, not just the city itself, but, it's cultural institutions and the people who make things go, um, you know, the small business owners, the event programmers, artists, chefs, the, yeah, sort of the, the makers and, and doers of Tulsa. And um, so day to day, I, I manage a, a really skilled team. Uh, kind of what unites us all is that we, we, you know, we used to be journalists and, and really too, a lot of the work that we do do day to day producing, you know, Roots content, it is you know, fundamentally, you know, at its base, journalism work. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Alicia Chesser, for instance, who um, who who produces our newsletter each week. Uh, she she used to contribute to uh, the the Village Voice in New York City when she lived there. Um, a very uh, and, and then of course she moved back to Tulsa and became a huge part of uh, like the fine art dance community here. She's been a part of so many different art, artistic initiatives and endeavors over the years that she can kind of draw on that experience to then, you know, produce our newsletter each week and really help sort of show people around and show them, hey, here's what's local. Here's what's here's what a, a, what local artists are doing as opposed to like traveling expi- exhibitions or, um, uh, you know, things that may not necessarily be like, uh, you know, for excuse the pun, but like like rooted, you know, in, in Tulsa, if, if that makes yeah. sense. No, that that. I love that. That's a great synopsis. I want to kind of highlight um, some things that I've gone to um, root for. You know, the guides are amazing. I love your guides. You know, I'm looking at the guides list right now. There's the Essential Tulsa Brunch Guide, the <laughs> the 12 Best co- Coffee Shops in Tulsa, 10 Dive Bars Only Real Tulsans Know About, the 10 Best Picnic Spots. I mean, I, I think really the breadth and depth of these articles and, and, the, and these guides specifically is, you know, taking your interest and letting you have options, mm-hmm. letting you know that there is your interest in the city and here's how you can go get involved mm-hmm. in it. I mean, it, it being as almost like simple as that, for me as a, you know, young person navigating, um, re- kind of reconnecting with my city after mm-hmm. quite a few years uh, gone and and then to you know, be able to explore new interests. All of those things are so important. And I think um, that Root does an amazing job of, like you said, kind of highlighting those bits of uh, those events or things that might not have their own marketing team behind it. I mean, that's a a huge asset to 
um, connecting this community in yeah. a lot of ways. I, I'd also jump in and say too that like I'm looking on here for the um, the events that you guys have. Junior Roller Derby Recruitment, which is t- this <laughs> evening at 530. Um, I, this is going to come out way later, but uh, I'm sure the road Roadkill Rollers Junior <laughs> Roller Derby will still be going when you're listening to this. It's just, it's so cool to know that like you can, you can really find a couple of different um, avenues for exploration on your, on not only on your page, but through your guides, through the newsletter. It's, it's awesome. Tulsa has a lot of niches, a lot of niche communities, and we we want to get you connected to them. Um, uh, I'll say, yeah, on on the on the guides, we kind of think of the guides as like Tulsa essentials, right? If you are if you are relatively new to Tulsa, if you're if you've only been here for a month or, or six months or or even you know a year or two, um, these are kind of the 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 entry level get get you started, get you get you familiar and 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 about town. I meet once a month with uh, with my team, and they're also talented. And a lot of the work that we do in in those meetings is you know you kind of boil it down, and it's like it's how to Tulsa. Yeah, like we're we're sort of we're trying to uh, to show people you know how to be a Tulsan, like uh, from our. Um, kind of understanding what our, our what our local cultural institutions are to what our big traditions are, um, and and then kind of hopefully to the finer point stuff of um, getting you connected with, you know, um, a favorite brewery or a favorite restaurant or a favorite little niche in, in Tulsa, whatever that may be. Yeah, I'll admit it's kind of hard to measure the success of of those things because it's it's you know when someone comes to your website. We can see like that we've referred them out to an event, but I don't know who or how or you know like. And they're not reporting back to you. Exactly. All that. Yeah. Um, but but one thing um, that I know we we work alongside the Tulsa Remote Program, and obviously like the remoters are such a, a key population for us. Um, but we were really um, excited to see that uh, Brookings Institution study a couple of uh, a couple that came out a couple of months ago that found that uh, Tulsa remoters on average reported. Um, like better quality of life here than than other remote workers, um, which to me is like great. They're, uh, I think they reported that they were that they felt more connected to their community. Yeah, which yeah. to me, like you know, uh, like the the remote team does a great job of that. Um, but but what we really want to do with with Root is hopefully get them out of just their remote pocket, right, and into the larger community. I, yeah. I want those remoters to meet like Steve Liggett, who runs you know Liggett Studio. It's been around for. I don't. I don't know how many dozens of years in the yeah. in, making in those yeah. making those organic connections to Tulsans that have been here mm. or moved back here that are maybe not part of that Tulsa remote community, but um, and that, that's how you get integrated into the community by by it becoming more than what you came in and and saw it to be a type of thing. Um, one yeah, I want to blend those audiences exactly. Yeah. One one uh, of the guide that I wanted to highlight, and I think that this got a, a big highlight in a news story. Um, about this guy, I think it was Luke Lifesti was his name, who mm-hmm. came in to Tulsa and like did a bunch of things with all of his New York friends. I think they, they were heavily influenced by the How to Do Tulsa in Under 24 Hours <laughs> guide because um, they hit a lot of those things on there. But um, just some some quick things from what to do are on this uh, How to Do Tulsa in Under 24 Hours guide. You've got shop at Silhouette in Tulsa's historic Greenwood District. Cozy up in the East Village, indulge in your tiki bliss at Saturn Room, dance at St. Vitus. Like these are just uh, s- some things that, you know, really look a lot like my Friday nights sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that, you know, other people are being 
uh, this is how I'm, you know, interacting mm-hmm. with those people. They might be getting guided there from uh, from your content. Oh, it's great to hear. Yeah, th- that that used to be what my Friday night looked like. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then I and then I got old. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure the twins uh, might have just, uh, you know, made made you rethink that on yeah. Friday night. Yeah, they're we're, we're still we're still working on on getting once we can get them to stay up past eight o'clock, then yeah, then they'll be ready for Vitus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah one of these days. <laughs> um, I, I think a huge part of your content kind of going, you know, maybe into this year, and it's really something I've noticed this year, maybe uh, because I hit that follow button on Twitter, but was was and is your um, beloved and slightly unhinged Twitter account. <laughs> Do you mind kind of telling us a little bit about, you know, maybe the, the renaissance of Root on Twitter? <laughs> Attention web developers. Techlahoma is proud to present the 200 OK Tulsa Web Developer Conference on May 12th at the Holberton School Tulsa, the must-attend event of the year for anyone in the field. This one-day conference features informative talks from leading experts in web development, design, and user experience, Learn the latest trends and techniques that will help you stay ahead of the curve and connect with other professionals in the industry. The conference is perfect for developers at any level, whether you're just starting out or have years of experience. You'll gain valuable insights that you can immediately apply to your work and career. And best of all, you'll be part of a vibrant community of developers who share your passion for web development. Don't wait. Register now at 200ok.us. That's 200ok.us. And join Techlahoma on May 12th at Holberton School Tulsa for an unforgettable day of learning and networking. We'll see. Oh, man, I've I've always wanted a fun Twitter account. Like, t- Twitter to me has always been a fun space. Like, it depends on who you follow and, you know, what you're looking for. But as, as a place to, to get in and quickly read the room on, like you know, the topic of the day and see some funny jokes about it. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you don't get that on, on Instagram or, you know, uh, anywhere else. Um, so well, that's cause their algorithms all crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and Twitter, uh, and, and kind of goes along with root in some ways, like Twitter is for the people who are kind of in the know. Right. Um, yeah. so we always wanted an account, uh, an account with that voice of somebody who is in the know in Tulsa, um, who has, you know, fun opinions, but also who is like a participant and and who's curious and who uh, you know is is out and about and a and a, a participant in in local culture. So uh, I'll say I I do not do the tweets. I I get asked that a lot. Um, and uh, it's it's a guy named Zach. Um, he used to do uh, uh, Twitter for for Philbrook, but he is like um, uh, just an insanely talented kind of man about town. Uh, if you know him, you love him. Uh, and, uh, and he loves doing the account and we, we text about it, you know, pretty much every day, but I think in the last six or month, six months or so, we've, we've really dialed in the, the voice to be this kind of like ground up, like from the audience kind of voice of, of Tulsa. Um, that's both a champion for the city, but, um, but also, um, deeply, deeply in, involved in its in its kind of day to day and activity. Um, yeah, there's yeah. definitely some satire involved. There's uh, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, the, the jokiness of it is really good. I, I'm I'm gonna read some tweets 
And this is this is the this is a first for Grow With Us reading tweets on on air. Um, one of them says, "Do not look directly at the penguin statues. They mistake eye contact as a threat and will attack." <laughs> we we love the penguin statues. Which, that, that's a recurring joke on the on the Twitter account, and it's so funny. I think if you've been to Tulsa, you've seen a penguin statue or two, and. I think you are always left with the question, why? <laughs> I, I get asked about the penguin statues. Anyone anyone who ever comes to Tulsa for the first time, that's like one of the first questions that they ask. Yeah, I I, I truly, truly can't. I'm like, I think that there's one, I think there's multiple downtown and then also just literally scattered all throughout the city for no apparent reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another one is a quote tweet of a tweet that says, it's been 60 days since I've gone to Quick Trip or to a Quick Trip. And then Root, quotes and says, yeah, I'm Tulsa sober. <laughs> that one has 268 <laughs> likes. That's a that's a big hit. Um, you know, didn't mean to tweet this, was trying to text this to my infant son. That one sounds like you could have tweeted that one. <laughs> I, I Honestly, n- no. <laughs> that's just how good Zach is. And then, um, where's the love for First Wednesday? I'm Going, I'm gonna go downtown and crawl around on my hands and knees. I, see, some of these I love because it, it takes you to a Twitter a place on Twitter where you don't know, you don't know what they mean. They don't mean anything specific or cryptic or whatever. It's just silly to consider why you would go and crawl on your hands and knees anywhere. Funny, funny images in Tulsa. Well, you, you know the backstory on the penguins, right? I, I really don't. Oh, okay. Well, great. Like how (laughs) much, how much time do you have? Please inform us. Well, they were they were part of a, a fundraising campaign for the zoo in in the nineties, I believe. Um, I, I remember this from my childhood. Jesse is nodding and and pointing. He's, okay, he's, he's, a, he's a real Tulsa savvy, <laughs> a Tulsa expert. Um, but yeah, if I if I remember correctly, like um, uh, kind of all these these civic entities, you know, chipped in and and raised funds. And if you raised enough funds, like you got a penguin statue that you could you know decorate however you wanted. So the the one of the police stations has a police penguin. Uh, um, I believe Ran- Ranch Acres has a has a penguin, if I remember. Or, yes. or, or they did for a while. Yeah. Um, there's one on Riverside. That's like, the one I saw my whole life because I lived in that area. Yeah, but it was it was fundraising for the zoo. Um, yeah, so that's that fits. Well, and yeah. and now I'm like, and I've been to the zoo quite a bit of times recently, and I know that their logo doesn't have a penguin on it, so it's like. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Penguins, I, all that. I but. think they were raising money specifically for the penguin exhibit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. so funny. I'll I'll leave us on our Twitter conversation. Everyone, go uh, follow at root Tulsa on Twitter. Um, you'll get to see an amazing Twitter avi, which is the Tulsa driller <laughs> with the cowboy emoji that is depressed. So the depressed <laughs> cowboy emoji with a cigar, may, maybe a cigar uh, hanging from his mouth, but he is sad. Zach, who runs the Twitter account, a lot of it is just stuff that he and I, you know, think to be funny. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we just kind of believe it at a very base level. A lot of other people, especially if you've been in Tulsa for a long time or are new to Tulsa and Tulsa curious, mm-hmm. you're either going to find it funny, too, or have your interest piqued by it. Uh, and, you know, in some cases, we see actual conversations bubbling up there. And uh, one thing that I'm really proud of with the Twitter account is our ability to highlight, um, you know, ground level um like grassroots stuff that's actually happening um whether that's you know um author events put on by by Booksmart Tulsa or um you know public civic engagement type stuff um we we we've had some ability to to draw you know public attention i think to um to this you know grassroots level stuff that's happening which i 
you know, that's um, that was always one of the kind of pillars that, that we had in mind when we started it. That's awesome. I, and I think I think Twitter is a great place to do that. I mean, as a person that checks Twitter, maybe more times than I care to admit right right there with you yeah i'm, I'm unfortunately any downtime is yeah. scrolling it's the new cigarette yeah ex- well which i'm glad i don't know which one's healthier <laughs> probably the cigarette yeah maybe um i think that i think kind of where we're heading with this conversation lends itself really well for us to kind of discuss how technology intersects with content and I, I, it seems like that's something that is pretty uh important and apparent in in the work of root so I, I don't know does that does that kind of bring anything to mind for you and kind of your vision for for Root and how you guys have been operating with those two things in mind? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're we're in a new world, um, certainly, even from the one that I learned about in college, you know, at OU in, you know, 2008 to 2011. Like, I was in journalism school then, and, you know, some of the professionals who were teaching were drawing on their experience from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, technologies have disrupted so much of what that old model of, you know, day-to-day news and information consumption look like. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of in a new world. And, um, I, I think, I think when it does come to producing content, right, like the, the people who still work as journalists are kind of competing now with, small businesses and marketers and designers and, um, you know, big corporate tech firms all for the same real estate in like your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed or, or whatever. You know, in, in my opinion, if we want to tell people the story of Tulsa, we have to tell it really well. And we have to tell it in a compelling way that like really connects with people as they're, you know, uh, ha- having their Twitter cigarette, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, just, just kind of casually stroll, uh, scrolling. Um, because it's it's hard to capture people's attention in that in that attention economy, um, especially especially when we you know um, when our goals with Root aren't quite so clear cut as like direct conversion for like a you know sales or marketing firm. Yeah, we just want you to learn about Tulsa because we you know on a very basic level trust and believe that once you do, you'll love it here and you'll want to stay here long term. Uh, I, I think that's something that the remote folks talk about quite a bit is. We don't have a problem getting people to stay once they get here. It's it's getting them here in the first place. Yeah. That's kind of the trick. Yeah, and I, I think that I, I, I want to take some credit um, with this podcast as being a little bit of a voice to kind of that experience because so many people have got, I've talked to a lot of sub promoters on this podcast and really anyone that has experienced Tulsa for the first time mm-hmm. gives that perspective of like, no, it's this town in Oklahoma. It's in the middle of nowhere. I came from XYZ place. But when I got here, things clicked for me. Mm-hmm. I was able to step into this new version of myself, whether it was, you know, professionally or, you know, exploring yeah. personal connections in a different way. You know, I'm not caught up in this hustle bustle of yeah. you know maybe a coastal city or really just a, a larger, more dense city, it's kind of like you're able to slow down. I think someone um, the other day said that, you know, when they came to Tulsa, they learned how to breathe. <laughs> and I'm like, that is a lot of credit to us, but thank you. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I think it lends a lot to what you're saying kind of about capturing people's attention and making sure that they know how to interact with the city. I think you can move to a new place and that can be any place and then be either over encumbered with, opportunities, events, ways to get connected, ways to meet people, ways to network, or you can sit there and and kind of 
insulate yourself in your in your own world or whatever and and be like there's nothing here for me mm, and yeah. so how do you do how do you meet people where they're at whether mm. it's they're getting too much information and they don't know how to narrow it down mm-hmm. or whether it's they don't think that there's any communities for themselves here and what they they think they know about the city how do you ex- expose them to new things and that's that's something I will give you guys credit for because I feel like I really see the ability to navigate that um, in a very intentional way, like yeah. through your website, through your guides, and then also how that information is shared in both the, almost the meme format on Twitter, but then also like, you know, this um, through through newsletter, all that stuff. It's just meeting people where they're at when it comes to what type of um, community they want to see and 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 have access to. Well, and and it's also about telling, you know, on on some level telling the story of Tulsa as it is. Yeah. Which it's, it's it's hard to get stories about um, you know, queer arts programming, you know, in like the national media when it's about Tulsa, right? Like cuz it doesn't fit like the national media stereotype about Tulsa. Um, you know, this weekend like Carl Jones for instance opening up the Center for Queer Prairie Studies like, you know, in you know, just down the street from this building and the, yeah. the Tulsa Artist Fellowship. That was huge. Like the the number of people who were there and how excited everybody was and and like all the artifacts that, you know, Carl and, and his crew had, had had accumulated. Like that's the kind of Tulsa that we want to help, you know, connect people to and and cover and and display to some degree because yeah, it's it's you're not going to find that um, you know, in the pages of the New York Times or uh, or what have you. Yeah, and in your latest newsletter today covering the Res Dogs uh, casting mm-hmm. call yeah. that we that happened this weekend. I mean that that's so something that is unique to this geography. You know, there's not every every uh, native community or indigenous community wants to have a Res Dogs, and we <laughs> and we have it, yeah. which I think we're really glad to have that in um, a unique and intentional way. And I really thought that the writer kind of captured that in a really authentic way about yeah. what it means to not only the city, but also the communities, um, you know, thousands of indigenous people coming to Oklahoma. It's almost like um, it, it's, it's symbolic in a lot of ways of like, you know, all of the indigenous history that is here, mm-hmm. we're kind of creating a new version of that or not a new version, but like an, uh, a version that is more authentic to the people that are here and telling that story. And, and in a very similar way to what you're trying to do with um, telling the story. of Tulsa. Yeah, and, and celebrating it. Exactly. Right? Like we, you know, we're, we're so glad and so happy to see, you know, Sterling Harjo and, and the Res Dogs team having success. Like it, it would be one thing if it were just, you know, like a cool show about Oklahoma, but it's, it's a cool show about Oklahoma that's shot here. Um, you know, produced your stars, you know, indigenous like actors. It's, you know, like the the scene is literally the res. Yeah. And on top of all that, it's having a massive success. Like yeah. it's hitting, it's hitting big. Like there's, there's probably like a lesson to be learned there. <laughs> yeah. And I hope we keep, I hope we learn it and learn it well. Like yeah. you can, you can succeed as an artist here. And I, I think I, I've listened to Sterling talk on a podcast just recently. And it, it I think that he is, very aware of the impact that he's having and, and his ability to be a connector of, of opportunities mm. to other indigenous folks. And I, I think that that's going to happen here in Tulsa. So I am crossing my fingers and supporting it as much as I can. Um, I, I'd love to kind of round out this conversation uh, just with like one last question, kind of, you know, where do you see Root heading in the next couple of uh, years? Or, you know, how, how is Root heading towards the future and in, in terms of maybe content or structure and, and really with, with 
whatever you're comfortable sharing with us. Yeah, of course. Um, thanks for asking, Evan, and thanks for your interest. Um, it's been uh, a blast working on this project for the last six years. And, you know, right now we've we've hit this very comfortable point where we, um, you know, we've got 7,000 newsletter subscribers, I, I think uh, 13 or 14,000 Instagram followers at this point. We've, we've built a, a pretty solid audience uh and we've we've got kind of our our beats down and we know each week um you know uh what kind of information goes in into what slot roughly um so for us for the future we're we're kind of looking inward right now um we're we're doing a bunch of surveys uh, i think uh, it'll be it'll be closed by the time that, that this airs but um, we got uh, over 325 responses, um, which was like double what we were expecting um, on on a reader survey this week. And there are just so many great sentiments in it, um, both, you know, constructively critical um, and also just, you know, like uh, like like friendly and, and, and positive. It's, it's been yeah. nice to see people, uh, you know, vibe with the project, so to speak. Um, but where we go in the future is, is going to look um, kind of deeper into you know, refining route as a platform for event discovery. Um, but what I'm what I'm hoping to add on to it is um, more of an ability to um, do ground up Tulsa, you know, cultural work to really be able to to hopefully surface um, new artists and new small businesses and new entrepreneurs and new events programmers and uh, you know, kind of use our existing uh, audience channels to, um, uh, you know, to syndicate to larger audiences and, and to, you know, tell the world about when really, really cool things are happening in Tulsa, like, um, you know, like Carl Jones this weekend with the Center for Queer Prairie Studies opening up. We're, we want to fundamentally keep kind of doing the same thing that we're doing, but we want to level up the structure and, um, uh, you know, in, invest more in the in the content production side so that we can really get deep and get the stories behind these things. Like like you said, the guy like the the twenty four hours to Tulsa guide, you know, you know, maybe maybe informing like a, a national media piece about Tulsa. Like coming from journalism, that stuff happens a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, people googling like you know what to do in a particular place yeah. and you know following like a an itinerary that they found and then you know producing their own original work. In, in a lot of ways, we have the opportunity to um, to kind of re well, not rewrite it, but to to craft our own narratives about Tulsa, yeah, and uh, you know, hand those off to um, national influencers, to national media, to um, you know, whoever out there has has an audience. So, um, which in turn allows us to shape those perceptions about Tulsa, so that hopefully, you know, people don't necessarily think of it as. Um, you know, as a flyover kind of place anymore. Um, that's that's you know that that would be the goal. Yeah. Um, how we get there and, and the strategy <laughs> remains. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it to you to figure uh, out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need some help. Uh, but uh, yeah, but all all that kind of remains to be seen. That's amazing. I, I really appreciate you sharing that, and I, I think that um, gives our our listeners just a really great overview of kind of what the purpose of uh, Root is and, and how it's going to keep growing, how it's going to continue to be the insider's guide to Tulsa, how it's um, shaping narratives and helping craft new ones, which is something I'm, I'm really passionate about. And I think that Tulsa has needed that. And it's going to continue to need that because things are going to continue to change. And um, we, I, I will not speak for the city in saying that um, we are constantly misunderstood, but 
Maybe we are. <laughs> Maybe a little. Maybe we'd like to be understood. <laughs> <laughs> um, last but not least, anything you want to plug, um, you know, whether it's, you know, root channels, any, any ways that people could connect with you. And one thing I wanted to plug for you is actually you can go to um, roottulsa.com and add an event. It's a great way to get out and, and publicize your event. And yes. I, I'm sure you can kind of inform us on what that process looks like too. But um, yeah, yeah. We've, we've got an event submission form on the site. Uh, if uh, And we do syndicate our event listings information out to the downtown Tulsa partnership and uh, to visit Tulsa as well. Um, so by submitting your event to us, you kind of get that, get that added bonus. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, subscribe to our newsletter follow us on on all the social media channels because we're we're producing stuff there each week um uh would like to just shout out to to my team of of people alicia chesser zach reeves uh mason powell cassie mccants uh they all do uh incredible work uh each week and it's a pleasure to work with them and uh also shout out to my wife margaret black who uh works at domestic violence intervention services and who uh, raises our uh, lovely children with me. Uh, so she, um, yeah, it's it's like kind of being connected in Tulsa, like um, in kind of like the professional scene and in the way that we are. Um, it's it's a real, like, it's a real pleasure to get to hear, like, um, from from her side working in, in a different, but still, you know, like kind of connected sector, yeah. like, you know, what they're all up to and, uh, and uh yeah, no, I just we we love being here and we're we're really proud of, you know, the city that the Tulsa's becoming for for, you know, us and our kids and our friends. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Matt, for being on this episode of Grow With Us. I really appreciate everything you've shared with me and and our listeners. Thanks, Evan. For our listeners of Grow With Us looking for new opportunities, please join our talent network to stay in touch with our featured jobs and opportunities at in Tulsa. You can visit our website at talent.intulsa.com. That's talent.intulsa.com. By joining our talent network, you will get access to our newsletter where you can stay up to date with our latest career advice, featured opportunities within Tulsa partner companies, and our placement success stories. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing and maybe sharing with a friend. Huge thank you to our editors at Rant9 Production and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us.